0: Adelaide United family, welcome back to the Pitch Podcast. This is episode two of our 22 slash. 23 season. We are talking everything good about your Adelaide United in the Isuzu Ute A-League Men's Competition and the Liberty A-League Women's Competition heading into the FIFA World Cup break in a few weeks, Sue. So it's a good opportunity to get some points on the board. That's exactly what we did over the weekend against Perth Glory. We will talk about that very soon. Um, and also, if this is your first time listening to the Pitch Podcast, we've changed it up a little bit this year. So we're going to give you an insight into some of the players and people that make up the club. Um, and in a special episode, we will give you a match preview every week so you get all the inside information reflecting on the week that was, and of course, what's leading up to our next match. So, right now, let's introduce you to our special guest. We're welcoming him to the club, which is brilliant because um, we spoke to Nathan Cosmina last episode about the brilliance of of consistency in the squad we welcome back Ben Halloran to the lineup who's made his way back to Adelaide United from Korea Ben Warland and Ben Warland has decided to bring one of his former Sydney FC teammates with him bruiser they call him Harry van der Saag. welcome to the pitch podcast welcome to Adelaide thanks mate it's good to be here uh, set the scene. We are basically sitting in the tunnel at Cooper Stadium at the moment. So what are your thoughts having a look out onto this beautiful pitch where you're wearing an Adelaide United shirt and not one from Sydney FC? Yeah,
1: no, nah, it's unreal. Uh, for me, I still think it's the best stadium in uh, Australia, you know. Um, you know, whether you've got a full stadium or not, it always, this place is always buzzing. You know, when I came here, when I was playing for Sydney, um, you know, it was always a hard place to come to. And now it's uh, my fortress. So it's, uh, it's great to play here.
0: What... Gave you the opportunity to come here, mate. We're going to talk very soon about, I guess, your footballing journey, but the fact you are here now as an Adelaide United player. Was it opportunity or was it a a change of scenery that has resulted in you being a Red?
1: Yeah, I think it was a bit of both. Um, You know, I know Kyle, he loves playing and giving opportunity to youngsters. Um, And, you know, a change of scenery. I was at Sydney for a while. Um, I thought it's, you know, nice to get out of my comfort zone and I thought, you know, Adelaide would be a great stepping stone for me.
0: Benny Warland had a, a similar journey as well. So Ben, who we spoke to um, when he made his move back to Adelaide a few months ago, he obviously was seeking more opportunities Um in his position, I think we had Urson Gullum here at the time, so Ben had an opportunity and I think probably um, a little bit more stability when it came to his contract when Sydney put the offer to him and Nathan said, we know you're going to be back. Did you have a chat to Ben before you decided to come over here or has he been really good in that transition?
1: Yeah, Benny's been unreal for me. You know, um, We were in a similar position last year at Sydney. We weren't probably getting as many minutes as we liked um, and you know, I know Benny's from Adelaide, so I had a chat to him. Um, when the offer sort of came up at the table, I said, you know, what's Adelaide like? Um, and he, he didn't have a bad thing to say about the club. And I sort of already knew, you know, just from speaking to people and um, I know what the club's about. So, yeah, he was really, really influential for me.
0: Can you talk about your footballing journey, where you grew up and when you started playing? And I need to ask a question um, about your first pre-season game. I'll do that in a moment. But talk about your footballing journey.
1: Um, yeah, look, I, um, I started back in Sydney. Obviously, I'm from Northern Beaches. Um, Whereabouts? Where's, where's, where, which part uh, of the Narrabeen. northern? Okay. Narrabeen, it's very
0: yeah. nice there, Northern Beaches. Yeah. That's like home and away country, isn't
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not too bad there. Uh, yeah, I love it there. Um, so, yeah, I started at Narabeen, went through the ranks there, went had a stint at CC Strikers, and then went through like the Manly United ranks. And then uh, from there, had one year at Manly, and then went to a thing called Skilaroos, um, which a program started up from a guy called Milan Blagojevic. Um, and he was really influential on my first couple of years um, you know, I was there f- until about, say, 14, 15. And then, you know, I thought I'd have a break um, and just come back to Manly um, and spent a few years there and then was lucky enough to be picked in the Sydney FC uh, inaugural academy when they first came out. And I was there since I was 15 and I went through the youth ranks. I think it was one year in the 18s, a couple of years in the 20s, and then three years in the in the first team. And i um, lucky enough to be sitting here in the tunnel at Cooper's.
0: It's a pretty good football program they've got over at sydney fc we don't like to talk too highly um about our opponents but i think it's good to show some respect to the organization obviously um inaugural success in the first season of the a leagues and then leading up to where they are now it seems like a a transitional period for Sydney FC, yep. watching them over the weekend in um, round four of the Isuzu A-League men's competition. Um, it was interesting to watch because there's a lot of new faces, but obviously yep. under Steve Corica and um, through the academies, um, football in Sydney is thriving and yep. we just want to do that here in Adelaide. Yep. too. it's a really good football culture in Sydney.
1: Yeah, it is really good, you know. Um, but to be fair as well, I've seen what I've seen so far here in South Australia. Um, I think the football is definitely growing. Um, obviously it's quite big in sydney sydney's obviously a bigger city so it's probably a bit easier for you know good quality players to come through but look you look at some of the young boys coming through adelaide you know nesta um the Toure brothers you know i can't i can't really compare but i think it's it's definitely growing but obviously yeah, you know in sydney they're always going to have a strong you know core group of players coming up through the, you know the youth academies and all the way to the first team and yeah you like you said they're going through a transitional period at the moment um but I think, yeah, they'll do very well this year. They've they've started off the campaign pretty well. Um, but, yeah, I think they're doing quite well.
0: Is there an added pressure to say that you're a Sydney FC player? Like, I feel that, um, obviously, one of the the first teams in the A-League's competition when it started, um, and obviously all the, the success that comes with it, but also some of the big-name players that have been attracted to play there. You, you talk about Del Piero, but even more recently with Bobo and LaFondra, like... They've got strikers that score goals, but they've got big names going, which which would add a lot of prestige. But also, in such a big footballing city, there's always that pressure that um, if you're not performing, you'll probably hear about it.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, definitely Sydney FC is, is one of the biggest clubs, if not the biggest club in the country. Um, so it definitely adds that added pressure. But you know, that's that's what they want. You know, they like that added pressure. They like that attention. So um, you know, I think they pick good players who can deal with that. Um, pressure, and I think, you know, that just adds, yeah, add a little bit of pressure, but you try not to think about it too much.
0: One more question about the... team that you used to play for because you wear red now but obviously they mean a lot to you because you chose not to celebrate when you scored a few weeks ago which I feel that that um, is a huge sign of respect and when you score a goal like obviously adrenaline will run through you so was that something that instantly you thought no I just need to get on with it or is that just a a reflection of your personality type that you're not too outlandish like Nesta and do 18 flips
1: (laughs) Uh, if I could do a flip I could do a flip (laughs) I don't think I've got the uh, athleticism that Nesta has but you know I was at Sydney since I was fifteen. I think it uh, they they did nothing wrong by me. I had a really good time there. I left on really good terms. I'm still good mates with most of the uh, players there. I still speak to them. So I think it was probably the right thing to do not to celebrate, um, you know. And even if I, I think even if I ended on bad terms, I don't think I would like to celebrate. I just think it's a I respect. I would like if someone would do it in the opposite, uh, in the like in a similar position to me. You know, if they left the club, pro wouldn't want them to. You know, celebrate. But I just thought it was the right thing to do and just get on with the game. You know, try and try and win it, which we almost got one at the end. But you know, I think it is what it is.
0: What attracted you to Adelaide United as a young player? Um, I, I love the fact that you're starting straight away. You've made an impact straight away. You scored already, which is brilliant. But but also, I feel. There's one thing when a team is trying to court you and want you to to make a move to them, they will say you're going to get more opportunities. That doesn't necessarily happen straight away. So potentially, you could have said yes to Carl and to Nathan Cosmina, I'm going to make my way to Adelaide. And you could have been on the bench, or not in the squad while you were finding your feet. You've made an instant impact, which for me... Um, it's not a surprise that Carl gives opportunities to young players who deserve a position, deserve to be playing. Is that one of those things that you're proud of, that you're here straight away and you're playing, so we've held up at our end of the bargain, so to speak?
1: Yeah, definitely. Look, I, before I come down here, I spoke to Carl and I was very interested in what he was saying and obviously very keen to come. And, you know, we spoke. It's not going to be... a Obviously, it gives a lot of um, opportunities to young players. You've seen it over the years with all the transfers they've gone overseas through Adelaide. Um but it's not going to be a walk-up start, you know. For me, I think Harvey Lopez is the best right fullback in the league, so I had to work hard. And you know, whether or not I was playing right fullback, you know, I've, I've trained well, so I've given the opportunity to play wing. Um, but I've just got to keep doing what I'm doing, and it's not going to be an easy team to play in because for me, I think Adelaide are one of the strongest, being one of the strongest team over the f- past four or five years. You know, they make finals every year; they're very consistent. I think it's a matter of time where we we make it to the grand final. So I think I've just got to keep working hard, and um, it's definitely not going to be a walk, walk up start. You know, you've got quality players on the bench. You know, um, so you've got to each week, every training session's got to be a hundred percent. Otherwise, you might not be in the starting lineup. You know,
0: I think sometimes we as a, a South Australian footballing public, we, we're divided. As in, we've got football fans and we've got casual fans that like. Um, football, or they call it soccer, and they also like uh, an oval ball game that's played in winter. I don't think we fully appreciate and understand the impact that Harvey Lopez has on the league and the calibre of player that we have here. Traditionally, when you have a player who is um, from overseas outside of Australia or um, a marquee player, they score goals. Um, but we have someone that has been the captain of uh, La Liga side for I believe you know up to 300 games he's been yep. playing talk to us about him you just told told us about I guess his stature in the league but how amazing is that opportunity to play alongside him and tap into his IP
1: it's it's perfect for me you know I'm, I'm young in my career right now so it's perfect to have a such an experienced player like Harvey to to watch in training and learn off and just sort of tweak his brain about little things and you know not only is he a good footballer he's such a nice human being you know he's I think that's very important I think that shows in the way he plays football, you know. I think it's very important to be a good person off the field and he talks, he ticks all those boxes and he's just such a, he's a gentleman, you know. He's such a gentleman um, and just such a nice guy and really good to learn off.
0: The, I had this amazing moment on the, the weekend in the match against Perth where I was standing in the tunnel, which we're sitting right now, and Harvey had the throw-in. And he was saying something to Issa and I had no idea what he was saying. So anyway, Issa was just to the left of him and it was literally right out here what we're looking at now. So right in the middle where the center line is um, and he looked like he was going to throw it up the line and then straight away he threw it to Issa to his left. Now someone next to me, and I don't don't think I'm lifting the curtain here, but he said, do you know what just happened then? I said, I've got no idea. And he said that Javi said to Issa in Spanish, Issa, I am going to throw the ball to you, but I'm just going to pretend to throw it up the line. And that's exactly what he did. So to have Issa, Javi and Juande together as well, that's an amazing trio where they've got that advantage as yeah, well.
1: It's it's crazy, you know. It's He's just such a smart footballer like that, you know. I know he's speaking Spanish, but you know there could be someone also that speaks Spanish in the opposition team, but he knows that him and Issa have that connection that it doesn't matter. So I think it's... Uh, it's unbelievable, you know, you speak of the experience as well. It's one day, Um and obviously, Harvey, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a great uh, learning curve for us young boys to aspire to be. You know, we want to be like that one day and reach the top level like those players have. So to have them in our team and learning off them every day, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. I
0: want to learn about some things that we might take for granted here at Adelaide United um, to have a look at Cooper Stadium now with the big upgrade that we showcased in the Perth match. It's going to be amazing on the 11th when we have Melbourne Victory here for the yep. original rivalry, which you'll, you'll play in, um, which is brilliant, um, to have the screens and the audio and stuff. Um, we had a great crowd on the weekend uh, considering the weather. What's it like now to call this home? When you were playing for Sydney FC, is it an intimidating venue to come to or do you just look forward to playing on such a perfect pitch?
1: yeah when I was in Sydney we loved to come here, but also at the same time it was quite daunting you know um, you know it's far away from Sydney it's a bit isolated um, and it's just for me it's one of the hardest places to come as an away team you know it's such a it's such a unique stadium and you know with the new upgrade um it just it even looks more like a proper football stadium you know and I think it's for me I think it's the best stadium in Australia to play football in.
0: When you were scouting Adelaide United, when you were playing for the Sky Blues, who were the players that you needed to make sure didn't have an impact because they would change the outcome of the game?
1: I think you know the likes of Ben Halloran, um, Harvey Lopez, uh, Craig Goodwin, uh, Hero, um, even George Blackwood. Last year had a very good year, so we're we'll, you know trying to shut those players down. Um, and I think you know we've got a We were definitely trying to make sure. In a way, try and keep the ball away from Goody, you know, because you can see the quality that he has. But then again, you keep it away from Goody, it goes the other side to Benny And So, um, you know, with Benny's speed and Goody's quality, it was uh, it was not easy to come up against. And we we always you know not struggled when we come here, but we 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 always had a tough game. You know, we never walked away going far out. That was that was pretty easy. We always you know it was pretty tough, um, but. You know, that's the type of quality that Adelaide have.
0: So when I was speaking to people saying that I was going to have a chat to you today, Harry, they're like, Harry, who are you talking about? You're talking to Bruiser. So
1: how did you get this nickname, please? (laughs) Uh, One of my best mates at home, you know, I was, when I was playing at Sydney, I was quite nervous. I was playing a Champions League game. Um, I was quite nervous. I was starting as a a number 10. So uh, that was an unusual role for me at the time. And, you know, he just said, oh, good luck tonight, Bruiser. I said, Bruiser, I don't mind that. And it just sort of calmed me down a little bit. And then, you know, it sort of caught on a bit at Sydney. I told uh, one of my good mates, Joel King, you know, call me, you can call me Bruiser from now on. So
0: you've self-appointed this nickname. Yeah, I have, so you're I saying have, to people, have, call me by my name. That's right. Nickname. And it's sort of stuck.
1: <laughs> it's a bit bizarre, isn't it? You know, nah, making your cool. own nickname. But, um, you know, I think it suits me. Um, I think it does as well, mate. Because it, it suits me. It's sort of the boys now at Adelaide, they, they call me Bruiser. So... You know, I don't mind it.
0: The way that you play, I think, is brilliant to watch, and I I noticed it straight away early. We had the the Australia Cup game at, at Jeps Cross, but to to watch the way that you play um, defensively, extremely sound, and you don't give up, which is awesome. Work ethic, such a big thing, and I love watching the work ethic yep. that that the majority of the squad have instilled in them. But also your ability to attack, and that's been improved with your goal scoring. Yep. So it seems like you thrive on being given opportunity, yep. and you you prepare. To do what it takes for the team, no matter what happens to you if you get knocked down
1: <laughs> yeah that's it you know that's my sort of my personality I like um you know, I like working hard for the team working hard for the boys um, and you know obviously I've um, probably my best actions are attacking um, you know defending is something I can definitely learn off Harvey you know so that's why it's even perfect that I'm here and watching him um, but yeah you're right I like that attacking you know that, that sort of busty like uh you know Bruise a lot like a uh, you know, like self-appointed nickname. Yeah, yeah. self-appointed nickname, that's it. Nah, no, but I love it, man, it's good. Is
0: it true that your first match as a professional now I don't know if this is made up or not, did you play against PSG? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah, I did. I was, you,
1: pretty, I was lucky enough to do that. All
0: right, talk us through this. So you played against PSG and you had to mark Mbappe as your first real professional football experience.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't think they come as more daunting as that. But, you know, I was lucky enough. You know, and Some of the boys were quite unlucky. You know, we, we had a pre-season trip in China, just a one-off game against PSG. Um, and I didn't even think I was going to travel for it, you know, because, um, you, know, you know, Sydney FC is a tough squad to even get on the bench. So, But um, lucky enough for me, but quite unlucky for some of the boys. I think maybe seven or eight of them come down with gastro, which is probably one of the worst sicknesses you can get. And it was so unlucky. Um, you know, and it gave an opportunity for myself and uh, another good mate of mine Joel King to you know pl- play at the big stage you know against a team like p s g so um so that was that, that was a bit of a blessing for me um and that was a wonderful experience i i 'll probably cherish forever did you swap shirts i did yeah i did. Did he sign it? No, he didn't sign it. No, so you, I've got so, a photo with him though, so that's probably good enough. All
0: right, so these are these are some of the things that football fans take for granted because, um, yeah, definitely. Like obviously, at the end of a match, you walk into the tunnel and you don't see what happens. I was doing the um, the A League's All Stars match in Barcelona, and to see the lineup of players trying to get into the Barca change rooms is unreal. So, yeah. for you, is this you speak to Mbappe at the end of the match and go? Can we swap shirts or is it a change room thing or what happens?
1: Well, he actually gave out two shirts. So he gave one to me and also uh, to Paolo Retro. Yep. So he gave, I think Paulie might have sort of whispered in his ear on the field just before I did. So I did it at half time. I said, I just said, hey, uh, could I have your jersey after the game? And he said, yeah, no worries. So he gave one to Paulie and gave one to me. So. That was pretty cool for both of us, but you know you try and you know try and get in there early for sure, especially in those exhibition games. You know yeah. you try and you know nick a shirt off uh, off a big player. So I was yeah, lucky enough to get one of his shirts.
0: I once got a um, a shirt from um, former Adelaide United player Michael Zullo, who used to play where you used to play. Yeah, but um, it's a kid's size, so I couldn't really do much <laughs> with it, which is really unfortunate. Um, that's an amazing experience for you. Um, now Kingy. Your mate, you've name-dropped him twice, Joel King. So he's had some international experience with um, the Socceroos, which is brilliant. Um, We're leading into a a World Cup campaign. Talk to us about Craig Goodwin, your captain. Um, He scores again on the weekend, which is outstanding. We continually say that last season, no disrespect to Jake Brimmer, but he was the best player in the competition, we believe. Um, Goody's impact we've always known on the pitch, but we can see now his leadership is really growing off the pitch as well.
1: Yeah, massively. You know, Goody, he's like, you know, Harvey, for me, he's one of the, if not the best player in the A League at the moment. Um, you know, off the field, he's such so good, such a good example for us young boys to aspire to. You know, real real humble guy as well. Um, and you know, you, everyone sees his qualities on the field. You know, I think everyone, be, I think I'll be very surprised if he's not on that plane to Qatar. Um, and we're doing our very best to you know help him get on that way. You know, all the boys at the club are all rooting for him to go. Um, it'll be an awesome experience for him, and I think you know he definitely deserves it.
0: Just before we wrap up this episode of The Pitch, and don't forget we are going to do a very special match preview into Western United as well in a separate episode you can listen to. Um, obviously, you're here in Adelaide and you're loving it. Have you had a chance to have a look around the, the city or go to some cafes? You can tell that we say chance and not chance here, so you're going to get used to that. You have to say, well, all South Australians say Lego, but I say Lego because that's how you say it. Um, what do you like about the city so far?
1: Yeah, it's really nice, man. I'm living in a nice place um i've got uh some teammates really close to me so it's i'm not i'm not too isolated so it's good i love the beach you know henley beach is beautiful uh should be really nice in summer and there's some really nice cafes you know um there's no surf
0: though that's the thing so you're used to the home and away northern beaches (laughs) but there's no surf if you go to henley there's just a little bit of waves like if it's really stormy but you're not a surf or anything
1: Uh there is I've heard there is surf down the coast. Do you surf? Yeah, I do surf. Oh wow. You have
0: to go to Victor Harbour.
1: Yeah, I've heard it's uh is that down south? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've heard it's pretty good down there, hey. Very good. Um, But there's a
0: beach called Boomer's Beach or Boomer Beach where you get dacked basically as the waves crash. You've got to hold on to your shorts or your because 'cause they'll (laughs) fall off. (laughs) There's another beach called Maslins (laughs) where people just take their clothes off anyway, so don't go to that one.
1: Oh, I won't go to that one. Thank you. Um but yeah, no, I'll definitely have to I think in the summer I'll be going down south to see some new
0: beaches well this has been great I thought you said to see some nude beaches <laughs> <laughs> it, it probably did tell us so, didn't it alright yeah, all right, no no. yeah uh, there is one that's the Maslin's ones I was talking okay. about um, mate thank you very much for taking some time to have a chat and welcome to Adelaide as I said um, when I saw you signed for the club, um, I didn't know too much about you, which yep. is brilliant though. But the fact that um, you got an opportunity straight away and you've made an impact, and it's not just getting a, a position because um, you're young and you're a new signing, you've, you've certainly uh, gelled with the team straight away, and you've got a huge impact as well. And I can't wait for you to experience this crowd every home game um, because the fans are absolutely amazing, and I'm sure you're feeling that yep. love straight away.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for it. Um, you know, the home game was just uh, it was unreal on the weekend against Perth. Um, and it wasn't even a packed stadium and it was still, the place was buzzing. So I, I can't wait for two weeks' time against the Melbourne Victory and to have even more bigger games here. So I can't wait. Bruce,
0: you need to get out of here because you're going to go play Call of Duty on your PlayStation, right?
1: That's true. It's just come out. So Do people I'll play against
0: it. you online for that? Can you do that? Or Yeah, you, just- you
1: can play, yeah. Usually we play like a few of us get on. You know, Juan Day. Juan Day loves it. Uh, James Delinoff, uh Cluffy, Nick Ansel. Far out. Um, yes, yeah, a few of the boys get around it. Um, so, yeah, we'll uh, definitely have to. Do you
0: have a PlayStation code that you're a name that you say and people can add you as a mate?
1: Yeah. Well, what is it?
0: <laughs> you don't have to share if you don't. Is it rude?
1: Harry the Hudson Hornet. <laughs>
0: oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> Bruce, Harry the Hudson's a bit younger, So, that's probably why. All right, mate. Thank you very much for joining us on the pitch. All right.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.